Welcome to World War I Centennial News, episode number 99. I'm Teo Mayer, the Chief Technologist for the Commission and your host. Welcome to the show. It's our Thanksgiving weekend special episode. And similar to the tradition of going around the Thanksgiving table and saying what we're thankful for, we're going to open the show with our own version of that. And we have a lot to be thankful for. First of all, thank you to all of you, our listeners. Thank you for taking your precious time to listen, learn, and think about World War I. A huge thank you to everyone who has, over the past five years, taken the time to help lift the veil on this mysteriously shrouded and nearly forgotten part of our national history and heritage. I personally have to say thank you for the privilege of hosting this podcast. Now, I'm not a historian. I'm a technologist and a futurist, and I can't begin to tell you how many times over the past 99 weeks I've been delighted by discoveries, realizations, and perceptions that I then had the honor to share with you. Of course, none of it would have been possible without the podcast's amazing production team and regulars like line producer Catherine Akey. Segment regulars, Mike Schuster and Dr. Edward Lengel. Our interview editing team, Mac Nelson and Tim Crow. Our researcher, J.L. Michaud. And our wonderful rotating team of interns. Thanks to all of you. Now, we also have to say a big thank you to our astounding guests. The experts, authors, historians, curators, artists, filmmakers, game designers, civic leaders, educators, corporations and their historians, military experts, and those amazing, dedicated and passionate citizen historians. Each of you has brought us all forward. And of course, we have to say thank you to our sponsors who paid for this. The U.S. World War I Centennial Commission, the Commission's own founding sponsor, the Pritzker Military Museum and Library, and also the generous support of the Star Foundation. With everyone's help, for the last 99 weeks, we've brought you the story of World War I and how it is very much here and now, woven into nearly every aspect and fabric of the life we live today. That's a whole bunch of thank you sirs and thank you ma'ams, and they're all well-deserved. But of course, we've saved the most important for last. The very reason we're here, uh, listening to the podcast, and I believe strongly the very reason we live in the world as we know it today. Each and every one of us needs to say thank you, 100 years later, to those who served in World War I. Thank you to the home front, which transformed its very being and culture in this endeavor. Thank you to industry and business that diverted its entire focus to the war effort. Thank you to the women of America who emerged as a powerhouse of capability and ability, some in direct service, some in their new roles at home, and frankly, after what I've learned doing this podcast, I'm pretty sure without whom none of it would have worked. And each and every one of us needs to take a moment to say thank you to the young men, well, just boys, a lot of them, volunteers, draftees, immigrants, Native Americans, African Americans, the very wealthy educated, and the kid right off the farm. 
This defining moment in our history brought us together as a people and as a culture like nothing else ever had before. So, with everybody listening, it's time to say thank you in a real and tangible way, whether in the name of an ancestor that you know or simply in the name of the 4.7 million who served in uniform. We need your help to build a national World War I memorial in Washington, D.C. right now, in this moment. With a donation, you can help assure that the national memory of World War I never falls back into that mist of obscurity. And without a national memorial, it could. Now, we don't often make an ask on this podcast, but on this weekend of giving and thanks, we will. We have a $10,000 donation goal for this podcast episode. That means that we need 200 of you to step up with a $50 donation or 100 of you to step up with $100 for our doughboys. There's tens of thousands of you who listen to the podcast every week. So please help us keep this memory alive with a memorial in our nation's capital. You're probably listening on a smartphone, so this is going to be really easy. Even while you're listening, open up your texting app and send a text, WWI, you know, World War I, to the number 91999. It's only five characters. It's easy to remember. 91999. As soon as you do that, you'll get a message right back with a link that lets you donate any amount. And you can make your donation in somebody's name. It could be an ancestor, a child that's serving, a unit, or even a grandchild. So someday you can take them to Washington and show them this beautiful memorial and tell them that it was partially created in their name. So again, text the letters WWI to the phone number 91999 and help America remember everything that happened and everyone who served in World War I. As I mentioned, we have a $10,000 goal for this podcast episode. Please help us make our goal, but probably more important, help us keep this memory alive as a place in our nation's capital that commemorates, honors, and remembers everything that happened 100 years ago. So thank you for your generous giving on this Thanksgiving weekend. For those of you who haven't seen this magnificent memorial design, we want to invite you to go to the website at www.cc.org forward slash memorial, all lowercase, www.cc.org forward slash memorial, where you can explore the National World War I Memorial design, watch 3D fly-through animations, see where it's going to be and what it's going to look like. Here, from a new video that we created called A Soldier's Journey, is sculptor Saban Howard talking about his captivating design for the nearly 60-foot-long bronze that'll be the centerpiece of the memorial with an insert from Ambassador Carol Mosley Braun. This memorial is about the process of being human. It's not the glorification of war. So what I did is I created something that everybody would understand. The initial scene begins with the father being handed the helmet by his daughter. The wife stands behind the father, and in the next scene, she holds his arm, asking him not to go as he breaks into this other group, the Brotherhood of Arms. There's an X built into the geometry and structure of the composition. 
It begins in this kinetic scene of the battle scene, driving down into the ground, into the cost of war, which is this Pietà figure right here. And rising up from that void, you have this diagonal that is the other side of the X. That other side of the X lands on the PTSD soldier that represents America emerging from World War I, as well as the father transformed from the battle that he has just left. This X continues up to the high point on the relief, which is the flag. And below the flag stands a soldier that looks back to what has been, and he is intertwined with two other soldiers that proceed forward. I hope that young Americans, when they look at this memorial, are struck by the fact that every single figure on the memorial is intertwined with the figure right next to it. There's a sense of unity, and there's a sense of connectedness between every single figure. Again, when you talk about diversity being strength, women came out of the home for the first time to be able to participate in the war. African Americans came out of the fields in many cases. Native Americans, in that point, then run off into reservations. Immigrant Americans, they all came together and participated as soldiers, as doughboys in World War I. And the rest of the world was very grateful. The flag bearer is the Johnny-come-marching-home scene and represents the new found power of America, leaving behind the agrarian nation and the isolationist way of perceiving itself in the world. The following scene and the final scene is the father. He's returned home to hand his daughter the helmet. She represents the next generation, World War II. Thank you for giving on Thanksgiving. And yes, I'm going to give you the instructions one more time. Using your texting app, text the letters WWI to the number 91999 and follow the instructions that you get in the reply message. Thank you. And now for a bit of history 100 years ago this week. Let's jump into our centennial time machine and go back and explore Thanksgiving 1918. We're back for Thanksgiving 1918. Now, this particular Thanksgiving provides America with a special occasion for thankfulness, coming so soon on the heels of the November 11th declaration of an armistice on the Western Front. Thursday, November 28, 1918, is designated as a day of Thanksgiving by President Woodrow Wilson in a proclamation issued that previous Sunday. And the proclamation reads, It has long been our custom to turn in the autumn of the year in praise and thanksgiving to Almighty God for his many blessings and mercies to us as a nation. This year we have special and moving cause to be grateful and to rejoice. God has, in his good pleasure, given us peace. It has not come as a mere cessation of arms or the mere relief from the strain and tragedy of war. It has come as a great triumph of right. Complete victory has brought us not peace alone, 
but the confident promise of a new day as well, in which justice shall replace force and jealous intrigue among the nations. Our gallant armies have participated in a triumph which is not marred or stained by any purpose of selfish aggression. In righteous cause, they have won immortal glory and have nobly served their nation in serving mankind. God has indeed been gracious. We have cause for such rejoicing as revives and strengthens in us all the best traditions of our national history. A new day shines about us in which our hearts take new courage and look forward with new hope to new and greater duties. While we render thanks to these things, let us not forget to seek the divine guidance in the performance of those duties and divine mercy and forgiveness for all errors of acts or purpose, and pray that in all that we do we shall strengthen the ties of friendship and mutual respect upon which we must assist to build the new structures of peace and goodwill among the nations." Wherefore, I, Woodrow Wilson, President of the United States of America, do hereby designate Thursday, the 28th day of November next, as a day of thanksgiving and prayer, and invite the people throughout the land to cease upon that day from their ordinary occupations, and in their several homes and places of worship, to render thanks to God, the Ruler of Nations. Signed, President Woodrow Wilson. Now, this really is a time to give thanks. Millions of Americans overseas can now finally return home. With the Central Powers defeated, the world seems ready to finally put the war in the rearview mirror. And America has awoken from an isolationist slumber and really does seem poised to play a leading role in a law-based international order. Now, we know from history that it doesn't all quite work out the way we hoped. But nonetheless... Thanksgiving 1918 is both a moment of deep reflection and contemplation about the devastation that the world's gone through, and it's a celebration of America's ascendancy as a major player on the world stage. Thanksgiving 1918 is also a moment of joy and appreciation between America and our allies, with whom, through this terrible toil of war, we forged new and powerful bonds. From the New York Times. Dateline, November 27, 1918. The headline reads, Every family in Nice, France to have an American soldier as guest for dinner on Thanksgiving Day. A story goes on to present the deep gratitude felt by the French people towards Americans. On the home front in cities large and small, various organizations arrange for thousands and thousands of turkey dinners and, quote, Ample Thanksgiving Day entertainment for every man in uniform of the United States or an allied nation. For this one year and this one moment, a uniquely American tradition, the Thanksgiving meal, becomes the tradition shared among and between several relieved and thankful nations. In diaries and letters home, soldiers describe their Thanksgiving experiences. One African-American soldier from the 365th Infantry wrote to his wife that, despite the lack of turkey, cranberry sauce, or cake, he was thankful because his unit had just gotten the word that they're about to ship home. Everybody has been very happy ever since. 
And again, from our new film, A Soldier's Journey, is U.S. World War I Centennial Commission Executive Director Dan Dayton. World War I was the war that changed the world. It changed everything about the interrelationship between countries. It helped to advance our technology. It helped to advance the rights of women. It helped to advance the rights of African Americans. It helped bring America out of its shell for the first time. There is an importance to the American dream. There is an importance to the defense of the democracy of the United States. That's just as important today as it was 100 years ago, as it was 200 plus years ago. We're charged with trying to help Americans understand that and to build a national memorial when there is no uh, World War I memorial in the nation's capital. We're going to build one. And when Dan says we're going to build one, he means that America's going to build one. We're asking for a couple of hundred of our tens of thousands of listeners to step up and help us make this real. Here are the numbers one more time. Just text the letters WWI to the phone number 91999. You can support the memorial in any amount. You can support it in the name of somebody, but please help America remember this for generations to come with a memorial in Washington, D.C. And I pulled one more clip for you. This is the commission's chairman, Terry Hamby. Take a listen to what he has to say about why we need to build this memorial. A hundred years ago, 4.7 million men and women answered the call of their country. They left their farms, their families to do one thing, and that's to go and become a part. Some were not citizens. Some were not receiving the democracies that they were fighting for. Ladies could not own property. They couldn't vote but yet they volunteered to deploy to a country that most had never visited, fight in a war that they didn't start, and were willing to die for peace and liberty for people they'd never met. Today, young men continue, and women continue to deploy to countries most have never visited, fight in a fight that they didn't start, and they do it for peace and liberty for people they've never met. In a time when only one half of 1% of Americans serve in our military, it's truly important that we not forget a group of men and women who served this nation, who left to go fight in a war, who experienced the horrors of combat, and who gave up their youth and innocence for you and I. Congress designated this place as the World War I Memorial in 2015. It is now hallowed ground. This memorial will be not only recognize the service of the men and women who fought in World War I, but if you're a veteran, a soldier, a sailor, an airman, Marine, Coast Guard, or in any of the other uniform services, it's timeless. Art transcends generations. As donors, we need your help. Congress decreed that this would be built for private funds. 
Many have been extremely generous. We're almost there. The commission and all the commissioners, we have pledged that this memorial will be dedicated November the 11th, 2021. It is extremely important that you help us get to that goal. We have a construction management firm on board. We have a great design team. We've been approved by CFA and we're the Commission for Fine Arts and the other regulatory agencies in Washington, D.C. And we're quickly moving forward to where we can start construction in July of 2019. We have selected our construction manager and the only remaining thing to do is to reach that final goal of money. I felt like having some ushers in the back to call them forward, bless it, and pass the plate through, through the, through the rolls. <laughs> but I know Americans, I come from a small town, and uh, when we have a cause that is worthy, people give what we call the widow's might. <laughs> They give until it hurts. And I know America and Americans, I know you well. I know each has a philanthropic heart that this memorial will be built. And we wanna thank you in advance for your donations. And one last time, here's how. Text the letters WWI to the number 91 999. So as you wrap up your Thanksgiving weekend, start your shopping for the holidays, get your Christmas cards in order, get into Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday, and get ready for the holidays, please don't leave out a generation of our ancestors who need and deserve your generosity, your support, and the dedication of our nation to remember their service and sacrifice a hundred years ago in the war that changed the world. And to close our Thanksgiving Day 1918 special podcast, we found this interesting little Thanksgiving tidbit to serve you. An obscure but pure Thanksgiving moment in the history of aviation. It's the first ever in-flight Thanksgiving dinner, enjoyed by a small group that included the superintendent of the new aerial mail service, who, foreshadowing a world transformed, remarked on the in-flight meal that this represented a new epoch for the commerce of America. Instinctively understanding that the meal highlights the rapid progress of a war technology to a new industry as we move from the war that changed the world a hundred years ago to a world transformed. And that wraps up our special episode number 99, Thanksgiving edition. We have a bunch of interesting links in the podcast notes for those of you who'd like to explore this moment in more depth. Thank you for listening. I'm Teo Mayer, your producer and host. The U.S. 
World War I Centennial Commission was created by Congress to honor, commemorate, and educate about World War I. For the past nearly five years, we've sought to inspire a national conversation and awareness about World War I. We've brought the lessons of 100 years ago to today's educators and their classrooms. We've helped to restore World War I memorials in communities of all sizes across the country. And now we're going to be putting our focus and attention on one more key goal. We're going to, with your help, build America's National World War I Memorial in Washington, D.C. See www.cc.org memorial for more details. We want to thank the Commission's founding sponsor, the Pritzker Military Museum and Library, as well as the Star Foundation for their support. The podcast and full transcript of the show can be found on our website at www.cc.org cn. You'll find World War I Centennial News in all the places you get your podcasts and even using your smart speaker by saying, play WW1 Centennial News Podcast. The podcast Twitter handle is at the WW1 Podcast. The commission's Twitter and Instagram handles are both at WW1CC and we're on Facebook at WW1 Centennial. Thank you for joining us. And don't forget, Keep the story alive for America and help us build the memorial. Just text the letters WWI to the phone number 91999. Now is the time.